You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we've got Preacher. This was the seventh episode. Pig. Uh, pig. Um, Directed fitting. by our good name, good name, good friend Wayne Yip. Yip. I think you're right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, give me analysis here, man. How would you rank this episode? I'm a little torn because it was a really good episode. There's a lot of great dialogue, a lot of cool shots that I really enjoyed. But there wasn't really anything that was memorable in it that I can think of. You know, other than a floating pig and learning Star's background, that's about all I really remember. Yeah. And Star, I thought, was Cassidy for like half the episode for some reason. <laughs> they look really similar. Dude, if you did shave Cassidy's head and put the... You yeah, know, you, like you removed the tattoos and stuff? I could totally see it. Like, I was like, why does Cassidy not have any tattoos or an totally. Irish accent? I'm totally with you there. I'm totally with you. I'm with you, man. I felt like um, a lot of the episode was filler. Mm-hmm. And, all right, let's fill up the holes. But really, when we talk about Star and... Why we had the whole case file pig. Yes. You know, I, I, I think that's what the episode was. Um, I think they gave a lot of little clues in the episode, but, you know, I think some of it just kind of felt, eh, because we never really maximized those. Um, but I'm with you. I like the, the darker direction they went with some of that, like the tulip having the nightmares. and Well, just the literal darkness of, like, how dark this episode was right. in places. And then, um, you know... The whole, I, like, I love Grant McTavish, the guy who plays the, the cowboy. Yeah. I, I, I liked him as this, you know, as this nightmare. You know, it was really cool how they put, portrayed him for a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, the episode overall, you know, I, I like I said, I enjoyed the darkness, but it was unmemorable. Yeah, so it was, and I mean, that's weird to say for such, I, I would say a strong episode, even though it was filler and stuff. Right. I mean, just how it even started out when you see... It took me back to season one. I was like, yes, you know, we're getting one of these good opening credit scenes that, you know, we've been craving. Right. And, and I, she starts screaming mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not you for your cooking and other little comedy like that. And then they don't show you what's going on. And for it to reveal that it was a floating pig. Yeah. I have not the foggiest what the hell this was about. I mean, I wish I could tell you or anything, but we don't even get any resolution on it. We really don't. I mean, I, the job of the Grail is to kill any false God. gods, and so is this floating pig supposed to be representative of a another god that was mythical and worshiping? No, like I mean, I think we messed up. Like I mean, we could have taken out a Kardashian or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, we could have really dug in this because we even brought back Tom Cruise right, in this yeah, episode. So, list. like, why didn't we take down like another celebrity? <sighs> you know, dare I say? No, I won't. But, like, I mean, there's a lot of people that you could go with on this. Well, yeah, but I could also think of other things, you know? I mean, like, I mean, people talk about all the time, like, like you know, some false guy whose hands bleed from where the crucifixion mm-hmm. happens, da 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 You see Star take him out. A floating pig, for Christ's sake? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, that was kind of like a letdown when that was the reveal was mm-hmm. a floating pig. Uh, I just Cause like, would you have screamed like that if there was a floating pig outside? No, I would have tilted my head and go, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. Or Not I would scream like, you know, you have the werewolf at the door, <laughs> you know, or, you know, like I'm not Mona, get the fire pit ready. We're cooking. We're eating good tonight. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing that would cause, like, I almost wanted it to be star that they saw 
they saw yeah, coming out. I mean, I don't know. And just, you know, I know they cut into this this part of the stuff. I'm just going to go ahead and finish off this mm-hmm. whole Vietnam thing. You know, and like you said, when they opened up Vietnam and they were going through this, I was really expecting some kind of cool montage or something that was going to be like what we saw in the past. And it was a kind of a letdown. But anyway, you know, it basically leads to him getting his shoes shine, taking a global satellite phone call from whoever, because later in the episode we realized that I guess he's the boss. Well, and it's like then, he's the boss, but he's not the boss. Right. And then, you know, he's, you missed a spot, you know. And I was terrified goes, for this poor little kid, though, when yeah. he said it. I was like... <laughs> Did you notice the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl champion yes. shirt? I, I, I love mean, it that they bring crisp and clean. And I was like, I, I was waiting for thirty-one to three to pop up on it or Seth somewhere. Seth Rogen, you know, just is written all over yep. this. And um, but I mean, that is an actual thing that does. I know, happen. I've watched the episode. I've watched that uh, Dateline thing where they take the Super Bowl shirts and give them to third world countries. Hey, they're, they're champions. They're Super Bowl champions somewhere. That's and right. That's what really matters. That's right. Um, and so then he goes to take a drink of what, this water, and he sees all this floating contaminant in it. And at first I was like, okay, you know, he's just going to poison stuff. But then when I watched it the second time, I was like, isn't that all the food he just spit, spit in there? Uh, it, just, but, it, it wasn't clear. No. But he just yeah. used it as an excuse as contaminated water is what killed the people. Yeah. And then I love at the end, like the news reporter, I mean, I hate to just skip right there, it's like, you're telling me contaminated water made a pig float? And he's like, not buying it in the slightest. No. Are you a scientist? Yeah. Then shut up. You know? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Did you did you hear the voice? It was like a robot mm-hmm. was regurgitating something. It was like brain came out of nowhere and it was just like error 404. Yes. Water does not <laughs> compute. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, the whole Vietnam thing was a wash for me. The whole pig thing, I, I just I didn't get it. You and know? like, was the pig slaughtered in the? Uh, the pig was slaughtered in the end, but it was like everybody died. There was blood, and so like the fact that like someone's got to come and see that water clearly did not kill all these people. Absolutely, but you know, uh, it's, it was like it was just something was off about it. Like I don't know what they to say. built this whole thing up from this case file. Mm-hmm. You have Star show up, and for it to come out flat like that was just a disappointment. To me, you know, what I mean, it just really, really was, um, you know. And while we're talking about Star, let's go ahead and finish off this character in the show. Is that we break away to get his origin mm-hmm. and how this sets, and you first realize that he is a former Nazi. Yes, and who has not aged. Yeah, <laughs> no, and he was for the GSG Nine group from, and this was in two thousand and four. They I used the year, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know there was the Nazi party I of mean, 2004. There's, I mean, there's remnants of like all of that history stuff still around, you know, deep ground. Like, okay. I mean, I, I would hate to, I, I hate saying that and stuff, but I don't think it would be too hard to find. I thought that them putting the year was kind of peculiar. Yeah, yeah that, that just, part is a bit odd. Just kind of, mm. Um, but I mean, you and then remember, they went like, to the conversation of, you know, he goes, we're part of a conversation like that. Uh, now, I absolutely loved his line. I absolutely goes, it's like a 10-inch dick. You don't believe it until you, you see it. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> and that was apparently like a big moment in the comics and everything because people were tweeting. Like, they had the hashtag 10-inch dick. And I was just, I was cracking up yes. as soon as you know, he said and it. These are these little gold nuggets that are just so good and what keep you in the show. Um, I won't believe it until I see it. That I was just like, man, 
do you really want to see that though? Right. And you know, and, and he kind of wraps up and goes, well, are you a Christian? And he's, does it matter? Yeah, really. You know, I'm like, I guess I'm a Christian. And so I could see, you know, I saw social media buzz where they were like, you know, this is hating on a certain religion mm. and this, that, or so on. You know, and I'm like, it's a TV show. Yeah, it's like fantasy. guys. We like, got freaking vampires in the show. I mean, wake up. Don't, don't talk about God being lost. Seth Rogen is leading this yeah, thing. Like, like, two words Seth Rogen. I mean, come on. Don't take anything serious. Like, he's going to, he might talk about serious stuff, but it's going to be with comedy and parody thrown into it like there's no reason to get worked up over this show no not at all not at all at all you know and so and then it goes back into we're going to do this recruitment and you have like these 20 guys here and they're all physical specimens and then you have star yes who has freaking nipple pierced chain what a great touch they're just like <laughs> i was like a, why would he have this? But B, why does this look so right on him? I mean, it was befitting. Yeah. <laughs> it was very befitting. Um, I just... And so, like, let's just break down his recruitment uh, process and everything. So, like, we're going to start off with the wrestling. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. Another gold nugget. You know, are you ready? Like that. Do you validate parking? <laughs> you know, I don't, no, we don't. And he goes, you know, what kind of organization it is this? Is this? Validate that man's parking. <laughs> like, I'm just like out of complete like field. waste my I'm time rolling. and everything. Yeah. And you don't even validate parking. No wonder this is such a shoddy business. And I, was just <laughs> I mean, another gold nugget of great writing, you know, just a way to throw you off. You mm -hmm. know? Um, well, it just showed that he was in, always in control of yes. every part of the situation. Yes. But when they started out with the medicine balls, I was like, oh, this is getting cheese Oh, yeah. Quick. You know, and then. Where's the rope? Oh, oh then he's, you know, jumping through the tires. Mm -hmm. You know, and the guy falls. <laughs> you know, cut. I'm like, like really? You can't run through a set of tires? You get cut from the program? There is no way anyone's really ever going to fall running through tires. That has got to be the easiest exercise. Oh, gosh. In the history Unless of the world. Unless you got skis like me, which I wear a size 15. You know, I mean, so. I wear 14 4 e, so, yeah, so like. I mean, But, yeah, just uh, so we're getting ridiculous. So, finally, we got to the point where they were doing, you know, some kind of hand-to-hand -hand combat in the wrestling. And this guy comes out with the leotard, this tight, non-athletic-looking body mm -hmm. fella to wrestle. And takes a guy or two out. Cool little slow-mo of this guy's face hitting the ground. Oh, yeah. Spitting everywhere. And then Star goes out there. And before it even starts, I take no pleasure in what is about to transpire here. And I was like, all right. I mean, the man gets in the chokehold and he's jerking off, man. Yeah. But like, and it wasn't even like the chokehold wasn't. It wasn't the, tight. No, it was nothing. Like It was, was my like, arms over your Letting you throat. do your business down there. You know what I mean? And he goes, what are you doing down there? He says, I'm jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and then he you know, takes him out. Yep. And, and the guy's like. What a quality move, you know, distracted right. your opponent. No matter how weird or odd it is, right. a distraction can work. Yeah, and why he does it, he walks over the golf club and crushes his skull. <laughs> walks like off screen, like he's like, he gets to the golf, <laughs> calmly walks, wham, yeah, wham. Three shots to the skull, you know, uh, it's like. But then I was thinking, if you were, if you put somebody in a chokehold and they just started whacking it, are, are you, are you going to finish choking them or? Like, that could be a solid strategy. I no, I, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. And so on. I, you know, what tripped me out, listen, the next one was, you know, the art of seduction. Yes. 
You know, and, you know this dude Rico Suave. You know, <laughs> pop up like perfect bone <laughs> structure and Juan, everything. Yeah. yeah. Then he walks up and goes, "Give me the microfilm, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna murder you and all of your family." And I was like, "Yes, this is exactly what I expected." <laughs> I was like, "There's no way he's seduction." Him smiling, enjoying the mm-hmm. volts on his balls. Oh my god! I it, was I was puckering. Well, at first I was like, "Okay, so clearly, like he's manipulated this in a way. Like he put his charger on somebody." No, no, he's enjoying the sizzle. And then, like, we see the voltage, like, going past yeah, the ranch. I never was like, volts. oh, my God. Oh, God. And then it's like, this, yeah. is, this is when you're having too much fun. Oh, yeah. And you have a national television show. I mean, it's shown. It, it was <laughs> like Tyler Durden was, like, oh. in this thing. He's like, oh, you give me pain. Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh, God. And then we go. It was just him and the artist seduction dude for the shooting final. <laughs> As soon as he's putting these things, I was like, oh, man, I've never seen a dead man so clearly labeled as we oh, are right yeah. now. The second the guy got the gun, I was like, he's not even going to shoot. And I love how like he's got like a, a semi-automatic, and then Star has a revolver. Yeah, an old school revolver, <laughs> like a backup weapon for yeah. a 70s cop. It was <laughs> like, we're making sure you can only get one bullet. Like yeah. we're, not, we're not trusting yeah, you with was, anything. Oh, gosh. And so he's like, great, you won, da-da-da. And he's like, you know, you know the purpose of how we handle the grail? And he's like, massacre and blackmail, or, or sexual blackmail. Yeah, he's like, well, I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> like, that's not the main reason. Oh, no. And then, like, he does the cool TV, like, drop down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, the Lord gave us a gift. He fathered a child. So and this is straight pulling from the comic books. Okay. Okay, this is like, I'm not giving anything away. Is that, you know... They like he said, it's under military protection, armed machine guns like that. You know, the descendant, uh, you know, of, mm-hmm. of God, you know, is under lock and key, and which is just like, and it has a pretty cool unveiling if they follow the comic book. On okay, this. So this is pretty neat that they did this. So like, I don't know if this has anything to do with the comic or anything, but is Star the leader of that girl we saw earlier? Do you think? Uh, like, she all worked for the Grail. And he does get, you know, does order her around. Okay. Books, you know, so that is the, correct. Okay. So this is a connection. She is a lower level operative for the gotcha. grail in the comic book. So that makes sense why he, how he got Jesse's file and everything. Gotcha. Correct. Yeah. So that, that all that is legit. Um, so he's talking to the guy. And so we're, if we see bright things for you, star and like mm-hmm. that. And the whole time, I'm like... Well, and he gets the suit, and he's like... Yeah. Some people think it's too flashy or anything. Yeah. I was like, kind of want a white suit. Like, I mean, yeah. that thing's looking pretty <laughs> dapper. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, he takes him out into the balcony. I'm thinking the whole time, this guy's toast. <laughs> I mean, he's done nothing but the complete, absolute opposite of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always like that. And sure enough, he just pushes him right off the side yeah. and to this guy's death. Yeah, it was just like... Good job to me. Oh, oh, sorry about that. Didn't know my own strength. And then just goes right to the boss's chair. And I was like, yep. That's, and then that's. pulls the screen back down. You know, for, I was just like, oh my gosh. And so, like, it was a cool unveiling for Star. That mm-hmm. of the episode, but that was the most memorable part. It's just the quick whips, you know, some of the cool ways they did things, you know, for his introduction. And so I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Get rid of the effing pig and all that stuff. I mean, that was really the best part of the show and everything. And it was. like they took 
something that could have been really bad, you know, like a little training montage, and they spiced it up in weird little ways. They did. They and did. They, they made it very preacher-esque. They did. They did. Now, dealing with Cassidy and, you know, Jesse and Tulip and so on, and Dennis, you know, because he was kind of more of a prevalent yes. character. Is is that we have moved on? You know the Cowboys behind us, and we're we have we're, hit we've hit the last jazz joint, and we we've come up spades. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing. There's and you have this cool little scene at the very beginning where it shows them picking up bodies and they put them on the back of the carts. And was later you realize that one cart is for drunk and the other one's for dead. Yep. Um, I've been to New Orleans before, just as I know you have, and I've never seen these carts. Did not see these things driving around or anything. I love the uh, testing method of uh, <laughs> poker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. That does seem like New Orleans, but yeah, no, I've never seen these things driving no, around. I, or, this is somebody's imagination, you know. To me, it is. Yeah, you know, like this reminds me of a uh, old Monty Python. Bring your dead out. I'm not quite dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do something about this? I, yeah. I need help here. You know, yeah, extra five <laughs> copper. <laughs> Whack. Um, and so they decide they're going to have some fun, mm-hmm. take some things out, and go to this bar called the Hurt Locker. Yeah. So, have you ever watched Leftovers? I have not. Okay, well, in like season one, like one of the main girls, this is how she blows off steam: is she pays somebody to come and shoot her in as she's wearing a bulletproof vest. And Interesting. Th- and so I was like, this is either something that happens in New Orleans that I just thankfully didn't catch while I was down there, or B, like this is kind of like a play off of that, but added gambling and cassified it a little bit, right? And so, like, I was excited to see something like this. Yeah, no, yeah, I totally, I just, um, just, just the name, the Hurt Locker. Oh know? yeah, it was just classic, classic, classic. Name. You know, um, and so when you see Tulip and Cassidy come in there, and they're all lovey dovey and mm-hmm. everything like that, I wasn't thinking much of this in the beginning. I thought they were just blowing off steam. But then when you see Jesse come in there and he's like, it's not right, men. Yeah. Do what God leads you. And I'm like, they're okay, pulling a this, con. This is a con. Yeah. I mean, it was a dead giveaway. And it was exciting to see Tulip and Jesse work together in this it kind was. of way again. It really was, you know. And then the whole work in the crowd of, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the bigger the gun, the, the higher the odds and blah, 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 stuff. You know, and I'm totally like, oh, get the big one. And they pulled this hand it's cannon. Good. Yeah, they, they pulled. Uh, the Cowboys Dirty gun. gun looked like, uh, you know, a pop gun. Yeah, know? I mean, this was like a Barrett 50 cal. It, uh, yeah, revolver. It, it rolled revolver for but I was like, ugh. Um, and then, like, you know, we get the Cassidy. We get the uh, tulip kiss and everything, which Cassidy's like, okay, we're, we're going I mean, all in with it. enjoying every second. Absolutely. You know, feeling like a man. Uh-huh. And then um, as soon as he's just like, all right, ladies. And, like, before he even finishes, the dude doesn't hesitate. Just boom. Oh, I know it. Um, you know, he goes, well, I didn't realize this was ladies night. <laughs> all this, I, mean, I was just, but when they shoot and you see the blood just, yes. the whole back laws, like, oh my God. Oh, and like the dude strapping it, like the gun yeah, around his uh, wrist and everything. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. God. It was good. And they walked in here. Oh God. And then Jesse's like, he's dead. dead. He didn't make it. And he's like, <laughs> you know. You know, everybody just scatters. Everybody's a good citizen. Stay and confess what you've seen here for the good <laughs> Lord and the law. When we talk to the police, and everybody's, everybody's distanced, gone. You know, 
as Tulip's slowly feeding him a little blood bag and everything. <laughs> it was straw in it. I mean, <laughs> like it's a freaking uh, Danable or, a, you know, like a Capri Sun <laughs> or something. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be Danable. <laughs> yeah, this is the uh, red Danable. <laughs> yeah. You know, where we have Strawberry red flavor. Yeah. Yes. Um, red Kool-Aid as well, you I know. know. I'm just like... Now, one thing I will say is if people start running out of there, you can't tell me one of those guys doesn't grab this open container full yeah. of cash. Like, I know me. I, I would have been grabbing I'm the like, money. Oh, I'm out of here. I might as well get cash to get out of town. Uh, I was just like, I was kind of surprised they saw the container was mm-hmm. still open and just grabbed cash. I needed to see the container closed. Yes. And so them open it and get the cash. It's a minor detail makes the scene more plausible. Yeah, because these are all scummy people in New Orleans. Like, someone's going to take that money if they see it. Right. So, when that's all said and done, you know, they're well, sitting at the bar. Yeah. And Jesse and Tulip are kind of like, well, I want to stay. This is actually a pretty fun scene. Like, I did end up enjoying it by the end. Yes. Um, you get the whole, their conversation, mm-hmm. and he wants to leave. But then you get Cassidy talking to Dennis. And what are the odds you have the Tulane professor of French Okay, like sitting at the bar. The odds of a Tulane professor of French low, but the odds of a random person knowing French in New Orleans not low. Yeah, and so like I would have preferred that. I would have too. I would have been like, I would have rather have been a Cajun. Yes, you know, you know, because Creole down there is just a mix, you know. And I would love for him to loosely say, "You don't even realize what he's saying." He's pretty much saying this and. You know, him say, well, how do you know that? Because, you know, basically give something back to a Creole heritage of yeah. you know, French. This was a French yeah. colony for one time. We're in the French Quarter right yeah, now. Yeah, like, the reason they call it the French, you know. Um, we're on Frenchman Street. Like, yeah. really anything. Come on, wake up. Instead of, I'm the professor of French at Tulane University. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, Tulane is in uh, hard New Orleans and so on. It just and doesn't make the much Green sense. Wave. Yeah. You know? uh, it was a little much. And he's going to be at the Hurt Locker? Like, no. like Exactly. Just, just make it a Cajun. After the place is dead empty mm-hmm. because somebody supposedly got murdered. Yeah. You're talking to. The, you the guy that was murdered is... Uh, exactly. You know, so that crap right there. Two things. You know, the container should have been closed and he shouldn't have the freaking mm-hmm. professor of French. Now, what's interesting, which I kind of thought the same thing, is Dennis is asking... To be the, for the gift yes. of the forever. He wants to become a vampire. All right, question. Would you want to be a vampire if it was real? Man, like that's that's always a tough question and everything. And ultimately... To know you can watch your entire family will get old and die. Yeah, like I got to say, I build too many connections with people. And to right. uh, know that I'm going to outlive those connections... All of them. Yeah. And like you would never want to have kids. Like there's no way you would ever want to have kids knowing that you're going to have to bury them. Guess what mine is? I say yes. You want to know why? Yes. I wait till my kids over a certain age and I give them the same gift and I give my wife the same gift and then. Well, I, but what if they don't want it? Like you can't. That's true. But I'll give them the choice, I guess. Yeah, but what if they say no? And it's like, well... Well, I'm just SOS. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, that's something like, you have to be like, hey, kids. We're going to create the colony. What, what if what if I told you I could make you a vampire? Now, before you answer, you just go ahead and bite them. <laughs> oh, surprise. <laughs> it wasn't an Happy option. Happy birthday. You're going to look like this way yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. 
Well, first of all, I need to lose some weight. I don't want to look like this the rest of the eternity. Well, I mean, I think he's still getting shape and everything. Like, I don't, or I, don't man, I don't know. I don't know. I'd I mean, be worried that I'd be stuck in the form <laughs> that I'm in because you don't age. You don't change. Yeah. You but, know. like, you still become superhuman fast and stuff. So, really, you know, you got a little bit more mass. It could work out in the favor. I mean, I understand. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> I understand if you want to be, like, you know, Twilight character so Jay can, like. We're going to turn the podcast off hey, now because you are referencing Twilight, which is You're the rules. one. You want to be in Jake's favorite movie. Like, it's understandable. I know it's his favorite movie, but you can't do that. You can't, <laughs> we can't be referencing Twilight anymore. But, no, I'm going to stick with no on the vampire. Right, well, I just want the And I enjoy there. sunlight. <laughs> there, there you go. And there we go. Like, Sunblock 3000. Some Robocop. Oh, yeah. That. Well, I mean, Cassie's not even using the umbrella anymore. That's so. true. He doesn't have to. All right. So, Dennis is asking for, you know, he's dying of yes, heart disease. The gift. I want the gift to live forever. And he's like, no, no, no. And Dennis is like, well, I'll just, I'll die knowing that I hated you. Um, Sad stuff. Pretty cold. Yeah. You know, I hate to say it. And that I love Cassidy's. Most people do. Yes. And then he gets drunk enough to be classified dead and mm-hmm. scooped up by one of these imaginary <laughs> carts. Um, because he's Cassidy. He's Cassidy. Now, I do love that he's beating on the morgue door. Mm-hmm. And he goes, ah, oh, not again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but even the nurse's dialogue afterwards is like, it happens. Yeah. You know, you so kind of have kind of often. You know, and it's like, what was the significance of him going in there and seeing the people look through the door? Is that supposed to reference Dennis dying? You know, I think so because, like, I thought that person looked eerily like Dennis. Yeah, and so I, I think it's going to end up making him want to turn Dennis. Well, not want to, but give in and turn Dennis. Well, I think it's pulling at his heartstrings. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know it's wrong. I wouldn't wish this on anybody, and but. When you see that, do you want to live through the idea of watching your son die? Yeah. You know, and I, I, I could see that. You but know? also, man, Dennis is so old. Like, why would you? It's too late. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear you. You never know. Yeah, you I guess. You never know, you know. Um, but then the, the show really focuses on Tulip and yeah. her nightmares. Um, now this is the one of the part of the show that I enjoyed them very much was that I loved how dark they made the cowboy mm-hmm. and like the sprinkling of fingers falling on her in the nightmare and just and, like the apartment itself. Right. Yeah, and it was dark and then the 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 window being open and then Dennis is yes. like dead to the world beside it and then the and how the, creepy like all these sounds are like right, David who um, knew that just you know the steam, steam of a, a you know a kettle. And, well, and a shout out to New Orleans because I'm a big proponent of gas stoves, and so just and like you see like the fire turn on and everything. Yeah. Great, great job by everybody. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool. You know, and of course seeing the bullet hole in the refrigerator, creaking of the door, and like I, I don't know how they made like if they did like the, the door yeah. was I actually this creaking everything, but it was like creak and then stop. Creak, creak, creak. And I was like, this is well what done. What was those sound effects again? Creak. Oh. Creak, creak, Going to the Bubba School sound effects. Oh, I like yes. That. Yeah, that was good. You know, um, worked harder on it. Yeah, but then like when he lifts Tulip up and then he pulls the gun out and goes, mm-hmm. you're out of time and then greases her, you know, and of course she wakes up. I was just like, he was actually like, I was kind of leaning back in my chair like, damn, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is kind of kind of rough. And how did you feel about Jesse? Uh, word playing his way out of saying that he sent the uh, cowboy to hell. 
Like that's uh, going to come back and bite him, right? Yeah, it will. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, she asked if he sent to sent to hell, and he's like, he's he, gone. He's a, he's a gone. You can say yes and no that mm-hmm. he's he wasn't lying. He was lying. You know, it's a live omission. Yeah, exactly. You, you just you know how you want to interpret what mm-hmm. he means. You know, um, I, I think he skated. But also, like, I don't blame him for not sending the cowboy to hell. Like, that's your soul. Like, does that send you there too? Like, if one percent of it. Uh, well, here's the deal: you send him to hell, he has the potential to come back. You did what he did, and he's contained. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a tough decision. Yeah, I mean, and plus he's under lock and key, and you know where. Yeah. And like I said, from the comic books, like we've talked about before, being locked in a box in the swamp is significant to the comic book. Yes. And so I think it had relative meaning because of that. Um, I'm and I'm okay curious. with it. And I don't want the cowboy gone yet anyway. So I'm happier that we Oh, no, this he's route. not a goner. You know, he, yeah, he'll become a character again in just at the right time, I hope, too. So there's no doubt about it. So the only thing we really hadn't talked about was is that there were some key points here. And and I'm really happy this pop because I didn't really think about this either, is that Jesse starts watching the audition, audition video again. And listens to what the guy was actually saying as the lines he was quoting for his audition for the God role. Okay. He didn't realize. And he was quoting the same lines as the guy who was outside saying the world is coming to an end. Oh, and, that's why he ended up going and so, back and yeah, talking to and him. It didn't catch me at first. But like, there, you know that guy was out there saying this is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. But then when he played the video of the guy auditioning, it was like it was almost the exact same rhetoric. And I was like, are we about to see that the guy out there telling us in the world is God mm-hmm. or something? And and I was like, oh, this is a cool catch and stuff. And then when he goes to talk to him, he's just a crazy drunk. He's yeah, he's just a guy who wants beer. Yep, you know, and you know, it, it's his con, you know. And so I was kind of like. I think this conversation was not more about this was a clue that this might be something to God, but more of a conversation that is making you realize that you are doing a lot of negative things mm-hmm. or have done a lot of negative things that is not going to help you in your overall mission or what you need to do for redemption. Yes. And you need to be careful of, oddly enough, following false deities. Yeah, and exactly. Everything. And so I was excited that that correlation was made between the audition and the guy out there, but mm-hmm. it kind of ended up coming flat because it didn't lead to what you thought was a mystery clue. It was more of a self-awareness. Yeah. And but we did rename drop Tom Cruise. And so that almost makes true. it worthwhile. Makes up for a good chunk yes. of it. You know, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they showed a newscast, you know, n- nine months ago was what happened to Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, you know, just for fun. But, um, I mean, that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, that's kind of what the episode was kind of about, you know. Gives you a prequel to a cool character that's going to be a major one for the future. Yeah, because Star is a big character in the comic book. So do you think he lets out the cowboy? Uh, or the no. cowboy? The cowboy is... He doesn't you think they're the going to be on... Often, okay, so the, these two could be on... Two completely different worlds of entity. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. No. Cowboy works for nobody. Cowboy works for himself. And yeah. so he's never an ally or anything of that nature. Uh, yeah, so I totally don't see any of that. Um, the only thing that I am depressed about this show, as I've realized more and more, is is that the two angels from season one 
They brought not, so much to they this They brought show. so much to this show. Mm-hmm. And it's what's missing right now. And, you know, we're supposed to be having a similar banter with Cassidy and other people and bringing Dennis in and having all that stuff. It's good. But the, the two angels, we're missing that part. Yes. And because cool, they could bring so much joy through death in a way right. that. But don't get me wrong. Now in the comic books, this is completely not in the comic books of these two angels being a part of that, uh, especially in the way that they portrayed in the show okay. and stuff like that. And so, uh, you're really supposed to be enjoying the Tulip, Cassidy, and Jesse show. But right now, they're doing the angle of they're struggling with their yeah. own demons, and they just haven't hit that hard enough. Like I right. mean that. The first episode was really good because of that dynamic and everything. The second episode, and then as soon as we got to New Orleans and everything, I know we did that in the second episode, but Tulip's just been so dark, right? which works for the show and everything, but it really drags down the three amigos. Right. My concern now is is that where the show's going from here. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no clear-cut line where they're going. They're not being chased. They've checked every jazz bar. They, they're they running out of straws and ideas of what they're supposed to do. Um, you know, and it's just, it's like, you know, it's like running out of air in the tank. You yeah. know, it's just eventually you you die. You know? Well, I mean, this is what we worried about. This is why we love the cowboy and everything. It's because we thought he was going to chase us out of New Orleans. Well, that didn't happen. And now we're bringing Star to New Orleans. Right. And, you know, and I went back and watched, and there's like, you know, there's certain parts where you see somebody walk by a movie poster or a certain post that has information. And, yeah, there's some details and stuff like that. But I wouldn't know. It doesn't give you enough to say it's integral to yeah. what the show is going to show you or do or whatever. So I'm just, uh, I'm real curious. You know, I'm really, really curious where they're going to go with some of this. But, again, I'm still, I'm really enjoying the show. It's just such a unique thing, such a unique version of how TV goes nowadays. Um, when AMC says they want original, they got it. Yes. And, uh, um, and they're letting them get away with a lot. And I'm hoping that that uh, falls into Walking Dead and a lot of the other shows that we watch on AMC. Because yeah, Preacher is taking a lot of risk. And I think most of them are paying off. And I agree. I'm, and I'm hoping AMC allows other shows to take these kind of risk. Totally agree. Totally agree. Guys... Always catch us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter. That's Bleed TV Podcast. And you can always do it at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. We put a lot of our banter on here, a lot of our conversation with people. It's part of our show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, it's just what makes it, we enjoy it that much more. If y'all enjoyed the show and enjoyed listening and, you know, want to give us a positive review on iTunes, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. But other than that, guys, we're going to call it a night. Look forward to next week. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to have Jake join us back. We've had some things, some difficulties. But uh, hopefully – Hopefully. Good Lord, praying the grail doesn't get in his way. We can have him back. Oh, man. Uh, We're just going to blame the grail. That's right. The grail. Damn star. But anyway, guys, this is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week.